0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church on our very first birthday as a church. And the message is entitled, Happy Birthday. Enjoy. We're going to continue celebrating our birthday by getting into the Word and celebrating the Word right now. You know, birthdays are special. We, we love babies at Highway Church. And we love new life. See? And birthdays remind us of new life. We celebrate birthdays because new life has come. And new life is just overflowing with possibilities. It's just dripping with potential, right? It's full of hope. And I want to encourage you, whether you're nine days old, one year old, or 101 years old, to celebrate your birthday. Because God gave you life. God made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by the genius of heaven. And he has a great purpose for your life. And hey, is Jackson in the house? Is he sleeping too? So like Jackson, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like the elder of the crowd, right? He's like five months old, isn't he? How many months is he? Three, I'm sorry. Well, he's still the elder. Nine days, three and a half weeks. That's awesome. That's awesome but celebrate the life that God has given you. And and we're, we're, we're just thrilled today because one year ago, on the first Sunday of February in 2014, Highway Church had their very first public service right here today. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So it's our first birthday. How many of you were here on that first Sunday? Let me just see. Awesome. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's been a year. One year, our first birthday. And at Highway Church, you're going to hear a lot of the promises of God because we know that through his promises, we experience his nature. And 2 Peter 1 tells us that, right? And one promise you're going to hear regularly is one of my favorites, and it's Jesus talking. And he says in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, but the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. However, I am come, It's Jesus talking, right? That they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Highway Church is a place where you can come, you can bring your family, your friends, where people can come and experience, and learn, and grow in the abundant life, the new life that Jesus came to give us. Let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful for what you've done in our lives. Lord, there are so many times we didn't even realize how you are coordinating the details of our lives, how you are going before us and arranging things and making the crooked places straight. And we acknowledge you this morning. You brought us all together here. It's by your design, Lord, your initiation. You loved us first. And I pray this morning, Father, that every man, woman, young person, child here would taste and experience how good and amazing you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, why did Highway Church begin? Well, we've got a very simple purpose at Highway Church it's to bring people into a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. That's not only to introduce them to Jesus, but to help them grow in Christ and experience more of Jesus. Every day of their lives, and we have a vision at Highway Church. Can you put our vision up there. This is our vision. We see it's right next slide there, Something up here, here go see. We see a vibrant, growing church where people are experiencing God, taste and see that He is good, right? Amen. Christianity is about experiencing him in our everyday lives. Experiencing God and moving forward in His destiny for our lives. Have you ever felt stuck like you're not going anywhere? Faith in Christ will change that. Faith in Christ will pick you up and move you forward and bring you to the place you are meant to be. See, at Highway Church, we're crazy about Jesus. And we know from reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts that he didn't come to establish a religion. He came to bring us into relationship with God as our Father. you, You know, religion will wear you out. Religion will make you tired. It'll frustrate you. Religion's dry, it's laborious, it's heavy, it's legalistic, it emphasizes the law, it's impersonal. Very different from relationship. Relationship with Christ, on the other hand, is empowering, it's freeing, it strengthens you, it gives you new energy. It doesn't emphasize the law. It emphasizes his amazing love and grace. Now, there are really only two kinds of people in the world. There are those who need to be introduced to Jesus and those who already know him and need to grow in him. That's all. So you might be a person here this morning that needs to be introduced to Jesus. It reminds me of a religious man in John chapter 3. Let's go to John chapter 3. You may have heard about Jesus. You may have read the Bible. You may have been involved in a a religion or are now. But there was a very religious man in John chapter 3. Let's start in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews, this guy was an expert in the law, but he didn't know God. (laughs) He comes to Jesus at night because he's a little unsure. He doesn't want anyone to see him talking to him, right? And he says unto him, Rabbi, which means teacher, master, we know that you are a teacher come from God. That's quite a statement. For no man can do these miracles that you do, except God be with him. Jesus answers and says unto him, verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto thee, Nicodemus, right? Except a man be born again, he cannot see or experience the kingdom of God. What kind of a crazy statement is that? Nicodemus is really confused now. He's an expert in the law, but he can't understand what God is saying to him. He says, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And verse 7, Jesus says, marvel not that I said unto you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And then, we don't have time to read the whole chapter, but in verse 16, Jesus explains to him how to be born again and what he's talking about. And he says, Nicodemus, God so loved the world. Does that include you? Absolutely. For God so loved you, Nicodemus, and everyone here this morning, that he did something that was absolutely off the charts. He gave his only begotten Son. Why would God give everything He give, He could give? So that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look at verse 17. For God sent not His Son into the world to wag His finger at them, Have you ever felt like that in church? Like you're getting a finger finger wagged at you? He didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be made safe. The world might be saved. That word is sozo in the Greek. The Amplified says, made safe and sound. Verse 18. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, not because of what he's, he's, he, the mistakes that he's made, but because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So Jesus, Rabbi, Master, only begotten Son of God, he tells us that every one of us needs to be born a second time. Wow. So how is this? Born a second time? A great thing happens when you decide to put your faith in Jesus Christ. A great exchange. God takes every sin you've ever committed or could ever commit and he he puts it on his son Jesus and he gives you his righteousness. And he makes you new. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, makes a profound statement. It says, therefore, if anyone or any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, regardless of what people would call you or say to you. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 21 says, God made Jesus. God made him who had no sin, who knew no sin, right, to be sin for you. So that in him, through faith in Jesus, you might become the what? The righteousness of God. How righteous is God on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Huh? That's the righteousness that he's given you. So you, once you put your faith in Christ, there's nothing between you and God anymore. The devil will tell you there is. Religion will tell you there is, but there's not. So you can come before God anytime, day or night, without reservation and boldly receive whatever it is that you need. So there are those who need to be introduced to Jesus and put their faith in Jesus. And then there are those who've already done that. They've been born again. But maybe living in this world has gotten you down. You know, life on planet Earth has gotten to you. Or maybe you've been to church, maybe you've been in church for years, and you've heard a lot of the law, (laughs) but really don't understand the amazing grace of God. Do you know the law, the Ten Commandments, can't change anyone? The law can't fix you. The law can't heal your broken heart. Only grace can. Look at this amazing statement in John chapter 1. Verses 16 and 17. From the fullness of his wrath. No, right? From the fullness of his what? Grace. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense, right? From the fullness of his grace, we have all received spanking after spanking. No. Blessing after one, excuse me, we've all received one blessing after another. Amen. See, unfortunately, without realizing it, there's been a shift in many churches where they're really preaching the law now. And you may, you may have been involved in a church like that where you go to church and you, and you feel like you're kind of getting a to-do list every time you go. And and they're telling you what you need to do to please God and what you're doing wrong and what you need to change. And and you kind of leave there feeling like, "Whew, I'm really missing it. I'm really really like just a a Christian at the bottom of the barrel, you know? Mm -hmm. But grace doesn't do that. See, when the law is preached, a consciousness of sin grows. That's That's all the law can do is make us aware of our need For a Savior. So preaching of the law produces sin consciousness. But preaching of grace Mm -hmm. produces Christ consciousness. I mean, we all understand if you sin, you deserve to die. Mm -hmm. That's what the law says. We understand that. But grace says, I know you've sinned. I know you don't deserve it. But I'm going to give you abundant life anyway. Mm -hmm. And religion can't handle that. Religion kind of, ooh, at that. But that's the message of the gospel, that we've gotten what we don't deserve. The amazing love and provision of God has been freely given to us. No, we don't deserve it, but we've got it because he's chosen to give it to us. Isn't that awesome? And it's that that heals our broken heart. It's that that changes the way we think. It's that that breaks the chains off of our lives and enables us to walk strong in God's purpose for our lives. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. I like this guy, Paul. He was a man who knew. The grace of God he didn't deserve to ever say the name of Jesus uh, historically he's one of the chief persecutors of Christians but he got saved <laughs> he was born for a second time as a man knocked off his horse on the way to Damascus and this is what he says none of these things move me living in planet earth doesn't move me Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with depressed and discouraged. With what? Joy. Yeah, the law will depress you. Joy, <laughs> grace will bring joy into your life. Amen. Amen. Big shift in the way we think, right? I count it all uh, excuse me, I don't count my life dear that I might finish my course with joy. Yes. When people see us, there should be a permanent smile on us, right? Which I have received in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the good news, that's what the gospel means, right? The good news of the grace of God. So Paul says, my whole time on this earth is all about letting people know the good news of God's amazing grace, Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Listen to this. For sin shall not be master, shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Wow. See, when you're law conscious, when you're conscious of your mistakes and your shortcomings, it it is inevitable you will continue to repeat them. But God has set you free so you don't have to go through your day thinking, man, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I'm, so, I'm, I'm never going to get it right. I'm having such a hard time. Instead, you can say, thank you, Father. Your grace covers me and has made the difference in my life. I'm a new person. That's not me anymore. You're the strength of my life. You're my joy. You're my peace. You're my wisdom. You're my provision. You're my victory. And I can do everything I need. To to do through Christ, who's living in me, it's a different way of living. Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. There's a scripture I'm thinking of. It's, it's got to be in John 1. Did I skip it? Oh, verse 17. Did we say John 1:17? We didn't. Good. Thank you. Let's go back to John 1:17. Look at this verse. For the law was given through who? Remember him, Omo, right? Grace and truth came through who? Not through Moses, not through Noah, not through Abraham, Jesus. Notice what truth is paired with. Religion pairs truth with the law. Jesus pairs truth with grace. Big difference, big difference. What's the truth that you need to know to set you free? God gave his son for you. God loved you first despite what you've done. That's what breaks the chains and sets people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we want to invite you to come to Highway Church. Be refreshed. Let God make you new. Let Him give you a fresh start, a new beginning. I like Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. It's on the screen. The Lord's loving kindnesses. Just soak that word up for a minute. The Lord's loving kindnesses. (sighs) That's a nice warm bath right there. Bubble bath. Indeed, never under any circumstances, at any point in time, regardless what you or anyone else has done, cease. For his compassions never fail. Ah, Isn't that refreshing? That's what people need to hear. That's what sets people free. You know, we, we know sin is wrong. You take the person who's living, uh, who's lost, they realize what they're doing is wrong, but they don't know how to get out of it. It's God's love that breaks it. That's right. It's God's love That's that right. gets you out of it. That's right. Right? Next, verse 23, his compassions never fail. They are what? New. new every morning. So what happens when the sun comes up? The new mercies and compassions of God come into your life. Every morning, like waves at the seashore. Here come His mercies this morning on February 1st, 2015. Here they come for you, Amen. washing over you like the cool waves of the sea, making you new, refreshing you, chasing that depression right out. Amen. In Jesus' name, let the loving kindness of God heal you right now let him chase that depression right out right now that discouragement right out. let him replace it with his joy come on he's got you covered he's got you covered he's gone before you he's made a way for you in 2015 let him do it let him let him let him refresh you right now it's his loving kindness he's for you always he's against you never You know, Jesus wants to invigorate and refresh you. Even let's look at Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 in the Amplified. This is Jesus talking. How different than religion. He says, come to me. Don't stay away from me. Right? I don't have anything against you. I'm the one who loves you and made you. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and overburdened. Can you relate to that? I can. And what's he going to do? And I am going to show you how far you've missed it. I'm going to replay every mistake you've ever made and tell you what a sorry, no good for nothing you are. No. What's he going to do? What does he want to do? I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh you. That's the heart of God right there. So you can know when you come before Him, that's His plan. To refresh you. To relieve you. To restore you. To make you strong. To put a smile on your face that nothing can erase. The message says it this way, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Are you tired? (laughs) Religion makes you tired. Trying to live life in your own strength. Makes you tired. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Been there, done that? Got rid of the t-shirt? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. See, when you enter into a relationship with the real Jesus you discover the real rest that He came to give you. You can't rest in religion. There's always something else you need to do to try and please Him. But God wants you to rest. Verse 29. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. I love to watch Jesus. Anybody going to watch the Super Bowl today? It's fun to watch people who are skilled in what they do. But oh, when you watch Jesus, he's skilled at living life victoriously. He's skilled at overcoming the devil at every turn, overcoming sickness, disease, depression, lack, poverty. I like watching him. Watch how I do it. And here it is. This is what you're going to learn at Highway Church. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Religion can't go here. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That's the farthest thing from his heart. Verse 30, keep company with me Mm -hmm. and you'll learn Mm -hmm. to live freely and lightly. We're going to have a birthday cake in here in just a little bit. Before we do that, we've got a few more things we want to do to celebrate this special day. And The last thing I want to share with you from the Word is this, that, you know, babies come from a seed. And birthday, we celebrate birthdays because at some point a seed was planted. The Bible teaches us that the Word of God is a seed. It brings new life. And Highway Church was born of the seed of the Word of God. And I want to share with you the seed, the Word that God put in my heart. Oh, this was the fall of 2012, all the way through the fall and into this winter and, and spring of 2013. This is the Word that He put in my heart for Highway Church. If you would turn to Isaiah chapter 35, we'll close with this. So as, as we were seeking the Lord as to what He wanted us to do, what was the next step in our lives back in uh, fall of 2012 and 2013, the Lord, by His Spirit, I believe, led me to Isaiah. Now, God is so good. He knows us so well. He knows that Isaiah is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And they call Isaiah the, the, the fifth gospel. And do you, do you remember why they call Isaiah the fifth gospel? Because it talks so much about Jesus. Jesus. You know, almost 700 years before Jesus came, but it's overflowing with prophecies of Christ, okay? And this is one of them in Isaiah chapter 35. It's prophesying of what God would do through the ministry of his son. Verse one, the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. That is not humanly Possible. But this is not a human thing. This is a God thing. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. And I believe this is what is here and growing at Highway Church. Strengthen the weak hands, make firm. The feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. Who's he mad at? Satan. Not you. Very important to understand that. Right? With the recompense of God, he will come and what you? Save you. Not punish you. That's the heart of God. He'll come and save you. Verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind will see. They shall be open. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb will sing. For water shall burst forth in this church and streams at highway church. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water right here in New England. In the habitation of jackals. What are those? Those are, what do you call scavengers, right? Those who are praying on you, trying to take you down, the the, the schemes that the enemy has against you will be foiled, and there shall be grass, green pastures, places of plenty, and verse 8, and a highway shall be there, and that's where our name came from, Highway Church, a place where people can come and the desert of their lives is transformed into a blossoming garden. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jennifer, would you come on up here, please? Highway Church, we're an oasis in the desert, a place where people will become and made new, where depression can be replaced with joy, with despair, despair, where despair can be replaced with praise, where ashes are replaced with beauty, where lack is replaced with abundance. That's what this church is all about, and that's why we're here. Happy birthday, Highway Church. Yes. Um, next week, we're going to continue, and if you haven't been here, if it's your first time here, we're going to continue uh, with our theme for the year, being led by the Spirit, so don't miss it. But we got some fun things to do before we uh, head to the food court uh, today, but let's pray together right now, Okay. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for refreshing us this morning thank you, Lord. by your spirit thank you, and through your word. Your loving kindnesses are overflowing in this place. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we just continue to let your spirit minister to us right now and make us strong in you. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you we invite you to take god at his word embrace who he is what he's done for you and who you are in him put your trust in him today and taste and see how good he is